We're back. We're here. We're back. It's been so long, but we're back on the air. It's the hot take. I'm Liam. I'm Rachel. We have a very special guest today. We do. We have a very special guest today. But wait, first, first I need to say something. No, we'll wait. Well, let's introduce the guest first. Okay. Okay. All right. Oh, I know. I'm all over the place. It's a new It's too week. exciting. It's too, it's exciting. too exciting. And she's never been on this program, but she has been on other local FM programs, as I've just learned. And you might even hear, have heard her voice on various advertisements on the station. She is the, I don't know the right title, I think, artistic director? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So she is the artistic director of the Fundy Fringe Festival, and you can catch her this week in The Tempest at the St. John Theatre Company's BMO Studio Theatre. It's Miss Sarah Rankin! Hi! Hi. Welcome to the hot take. You have no idea what you just signed yourself up for. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. Why? It's lots of fun. Don't worry. It's lots of fun. Okay, it's good. so much fun. I brought the panda just in case. Oh, yes. We're also joined in the studio today by the one and only mascot of the Funday Fringe Festival, Mr. Dumps. Mr. Dumps. Now, does Mr. Dumps have a first name? Mr. Mr. Oh, is, was that is like christened as Mr. <laughs> sort of. It was it was actually a weird day. Um, uh, a couple of students had gone out to go postering. And as you know, in St. John, we have a pretty big issue with you put up a nice, lovely poster and it looks all pretty and beautiful. And then someone rips it down yeah. or they deface it or something like that. And so in this day, they came back and they were kind of worried. They were like, what's, she, what's her reaction going to be? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and they're like, well, we took this poster down because someone had defaced it. And on it was Mr. Dumps. And I laughed oh. for about an hour solid and then immediately like ran upstairs to our props room, got the panda out. And I was like, awesome. this is Mr. Dumps. And I like shoved a T-shirt on him and he's just he's been Mr. Dumps ever since. And wow. beautiful. Lives in our hub what and he goes to story. see shows. <laughs> so, so when is the Fundy Fringe Festival this year? And it's running August 20th to 25th. In the St. John area. Yes. Wow. Uptown area. Uptown area. Five venues? Yes. That's so fun. Yeah. I have famously volunteered for the Fundy Fringe you Festival in the past. You have famously volunteered for us. <laughs> it's a bit notorious. A bit notorious? <laughs> He's the volunteer wandering around with the panda bear. <laughs> That's true. I've wandered around uh, with Mr. Dumps up town you might have caught wow. me last summer cool. just wandering around he's we, also notoriously our tallest volunteer i think that's true i'm the tallest a lot of things though yes that's so true. that doesn't say it comes handy when much. we need a light fix yeah <laughs> yeah it's Poke true it. i've it's fixed many a light that's not true i haven't no. fixed a single one no. but we don't let you near the att- equipment anymore oh <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, it's such a fun experience to volunteer with the Fringe Festival, and I highly recommend it for anyone listening right now. It is a hoot. It is so much fun. (laughs) Everyone is so supportive. It's just such a fun environment to be in. You get to see lots of shows. You get to meet lots of different people. Highly recommend. Good experience. And we're looking for volunteers right now, so everybody should sign up. Oh, where could they go to sign up for such a thing? They can go to our website, www.fundyfringefestival.com, and they click on the tab that says Volunteers, and there's a lovely application there that you can fill out. And if you know what times you're available during the festival, fantastic. If you don't, that's fine, too. We'll find a place for you to get squeezed in. And awesome. we love all experience awesome. levels, all ages, all walks of life, all abilities. Bring it on. And I heard a rumor... Well, on the Facebook.com, oh, the Facebook. that you have a little event coming up. We do. 
to recruit some volunteers. We are having our volunteer love in uh, on uh, July 27th up at the BMO Studio Theater at the St. John Theater Company. And it's always a good time. It's a great time to kind of reminisce and catch up with people that you worked with in the years past and get a bit of a sneak peek at a more detailed uh, preview of our lineup. And we have games and we have prizes and cakes and snacks and drinks. And it's a great time. And even if you aren't a volunteer currently or you haven't volunteered in the past, you can still show up and sign up. We've got some great prizes this year, too, that have been donated from Harbor Station, from Good Life Fitness. And uh, yeah, if you sign up to volunteer by the 27th, then you could possibly win one of these prizes. We'll put your name in the hat. Listen, everybody, go to this. Me and Rachel can't. Yes. We're going to be out of the province. But, we are. We but, are. So. but if you sign up to volunteer before then, I'll still put your name in the hat. <gasps> you don't have to come to the event. Oh, wow. You just have to sign up to volunteer. Oh, wow. We'll put your name in the hat in absentia. That well, is. That's you huge. can win tickets huge. to see Tessa Virtue and Scott Moyer. When is that? That? Yeah. The skating show? Yeah, when is it? I think it's in December. Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> that's no dice for me. Yeah, I will not very, be very well, somebody <laughs> else can go then. <laughs> that's it's true. It's not all make, about you, Liam. <laughs> come on. Could make a great we gift. We discussed this. Could make a great gift. <laughs> that's true. It could make a good gift. All right. Well, so there, moving on. I have some late-breaking culture news for everyone to share. Okay. The earlier reviews for Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again, the movie that's oh. coming out on Friday, are out right now. God. And can confirm Meryl Streep is dead. In the uh, movie. Oh, <laughs> spoiler alerts! Spoiler alerts! I don't think that it's a spoiler. I think it's part of the premise. But is it? Yeah, I think that like that's just like... Is it? It revolves around her funeral, I think, so... Well, I knew that there was like... <laughs> in like the trailers because I've seen those where she says something about like she wishes her mom was there I just got the assumption that oh maybe her and the new husband have like gone on vacation somewhere and she's left to run the place by herself and it's like you know when you're stuck home alone and you don't have mom to do laundry for you it's like really wish mom was here nope she's dead she's dead oh (laughs) Shiza and you know who's guest starring in it too right Share, share, share. Miss coming in. Um, I'm not excited for Mamma Mia. Here we go again. No, I'm not either. No, no. Oh, we're all on the same page. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. it should never have been done. It's sad because one, you've got it's it's horrible to say, but you've got Cher playing the mother to Meryl Streep, and while yes, logistically that makes sense because Cher's in her seventies. She looks younger, or at least the same age as Meryl Streep, because yeah, of all of her true. plastic surgeries. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so she, it's just a weird thing. And all the music in it is kind of like, because yeah, all, so, like, all the good ones all were the, the first ones. movie. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, like with the first Mamma Mia, what it is, it's trying to connect the plot by connecting songs together. Yeah. yeah. So when you don't have the songs, what are you going to do? What are you going to do now? Exactly. Your crutch is gone. Yeah. And there's this flashback thing. Flashbacks always drive me nuts in movies. Yeah. I'm like, no, just just do your thing. And it yeah. feels like the entire movie will be in flashback, mostly anyway. Oh, yeah. who knows? Who knows? Someone see it and review it for us. I'm not going to. Because we're not we going to. We, we can't, we can't do it. We can't do it. I'll watch it when it's on Netflix. Hey, hey Sarah. <laughs> Liam. What have you been watching, listening, reading to lately? Yes. Uh, I am behind the times, and so I have just started watching Queer Eye on Netflix. <gasps> I'm I a guessed, big fan. Even though I've never seen it, but I need to watch it. It's one of those things, because working on The Tempest, you know, uh, 
you get to know a lot of the cast members really well because there's so few yeah. of us. Mm-hmm. There's only about 17, 18 of us in the cast. And um, one of the girls in the cast who's playing Ariel, she was saying, have you watched Queer Eye yet? And I was like, nope. And she was like, you need to watch it because it will heal whatever is broken in your soul. This is and true. I was just like, haha, that's funny. And then I went home and watched it. And I'm like, it is healing my heart. <laughs> she was I didn't correct. Even know my soul was that broken. You don't see it coming, and then it just like swoops in yeah. with this heartfelt stuff, and you're I'm just only like, on oh. season one right now. Literally, I remember lying on the couch at like one a.m. this morning, watching Queer Eye, like tears rolling oh. down my cheeks because I'm just like, this is so moving. Okay. I need my mama. So <laughs> this is a contentious debate, but I got to ask. Oh God, thoughts on Anthony? I think Anthony's adorable. I think he's adorable too. I think he's a cutie pie. Uh, Which one's he? Is he the dip he's one? He's the food He's one. the dip one. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Is he? Yeah. He just. <laughs> oh. Okay. Well, you know, like while well, Bobby redesigns a whole house in a week, Anthony just kind of says, "Here's how you make grilled cheese." You know. Yeah. But you know, I, it was funny because I had pointed this out actually. I was watching it and I thought, you know what is really cool about it, though is that. On so many of these shows, it's there's very much this inclination to show them how to do something fancy and elaborate. And look at this gorgeous thing you need to go to like this specialized market that only sells this one type of tamari that exists for like a flash of a second. Um, he actually is like you know taking them to a real store to buy clothing. Right, like, That's true. there was one where it was like a family. There was like a family of like five people and instead of going to like the high-end boutique to get clothing they went to target and i was like yes thank you accessibility go to target in that same episode anthony taught them how to use a slow cooker yes (laughs) and so it balances it does and i mean i know at first you're just like it's a dang grilled cheese it's a dang slow cooker but to so many people like that's a that's a challenge right yeah Mm -hmm. That's, That's true. Some people don't even have the slow cooker. Like there was, they had to buy the slow cooker for that one family because they didn't have it. It just wasn't something that they did. Mm-hmm. And I think it, you know, it puts into perspective things that we would take for granted. Maybe like, mm-hmm. oh, it's just a grilled cheese. They're just making hot dogs. What's so special about a hot dog? But to some people, like, and depending upon the event, depending upon the context of their lives and what they can afford, it has to be realistic. It's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love all five of them. I do too. They are all iconic. <laughs> But the best one's Jonathan, I have to say. Oh, Jonathan. He, <laughs> I don't know what to do with him some days. I just can't. He's so much. He's he is so a lot. Much. And I love that. I know. I have to start watching Gay of Thrones. I really yeah, do. Yeah, you do. Emmy nominated. It is Emmy nominated. I just saw that. Did you see the video that they released of I him did. finding out that he was nominated? Yes. Okay, everybody, stop what you're doing. Go to the Google.com and you search for Jonathan Van Ness Emmy nomination reaction. Life changing. Uh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah, I personally really love Tan. I love Tan too. I love Tan so I love much. Tan. I love an accent. I love, I love a, French a silver tuck. hair. I love a French tuck. <laughs> I love everything about Tan. <laughs> I love everything about all five of them. Mm. They Aww. do make a beautiful little. They they work well together. Quartet. Rachel, get on it. I know. I have to. I will. Rachel, what have you been watching, reading, listening to? Um. Well, I want to talk about sharp objects. Yeah. Right now, like knives. No. Yes. Well, well like kind that? of. <laughs> not <laughs> no, not far actually, off from the truth. <laughs> um, first of all, I am like deathly ill today. And I sound deathly ill, so my normally very sexy radio voice has been replaced by a uh, sewer rat talking into the microphone, but it's fine. I always call it's myself fine. a troll on the air, <laughs> so this is fine. The I have so much radio troll. voice confidence, and today I have uh, none. So, 
Anyway, uh, Sharp Objects is a new show on HBO with Amy Adams. It's based on Gillian Flynn's novel, who famously wrote Gone Girl. Um, and it's like a murder mystery about girls who are being killed in a small town. And Amy Adams plays a reporter from this town who comes back from St. Louis to investigate slash report. Mm-hmm. We both watched the first two episodes. Yes. We have, we think it's great. We, we think spent, it's fantastic. Well, actually, Liam, you did a lot of recon. <laughs> I did a deep dive. You did a deep dive <laughs> to try and figure out what words are carved on Amy Adams's body. Which, by the what? way. What? Yeah. It's a dark show. It's a it's very a, dark show. It's a very dark like show. Is this like I don't know what memento is. Me neither. Oh, Lord. <laughs> How old am I? And Sarah just walked out, <laughs> just walked out of the studio. <laughs> no, memento is the movie where it everything is kind of working backwards. And so, and he can't keep track of who or where he is. He's trying to figure out all these things. And so, he takes notes and he writes them all over his body. No, that's not what this is. No. No. No, no this is this is some self-harm, like a very dark. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, hon. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But fantastic. Yes. Very incredible. well done. You need to pay attention to every moment, I think. You literally can't blink. And um, the direction by Jean-Marc Vallée, who also directed Big Little Lies. Very. I did not know uh, that. Yes. Oh, that's why it's so good. Yes. That's and I mean, so Gillian good. Flynn wrote it for television, which is... And you um, make sure that goodness. you pay attention to every moment. Yes. In is the it way only that on the HBO? It is, yes. Uh, yeah. I yes. have to wait then. Yes. Patience is yeah. a virtue. I don't, have, I don't have cable or satellite. I'm one of those people. Yeah. You know what? That's fair. Yeah. Yep. I'm also watching uh, Picnic at Hanging Rock still, uh, which is beautiful. And I've gotten... I've talked to a lot of different people about it who've also watched it, and they compare it to uh, Libba Bray's A Great and Terrible Beauty trilogy, which has been out for like a really long time. Um, but I've talked about this on the show as well, and it's fantastic. Natalie Dormer is like a force. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. I want to talk about. I want to talk more about Amy Adams for a second. Okay, we'll go back Just to her. Straight a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Amy Adams is such an incredible actress. She's my favorite. Her and Nicole Kidman are my two favorite actresses of perhaps all time. Yes. Um, and Amy Adams. She just kills this role in Sharp Objects, I think. She really, this is set like a way that I have not seen her yeah, ever. It's a, it's a left turn yeah. um, because she usually does like the wholesome kind of heartfelt role. Well, I, I when Amy Joyful. Adams like came on the scene, it was all this like yeah, you got chick your, flicks, like yeah, all you got of your that June stuff. Bugs, your Leap yeah. Year. Where she plays, Which I like, love. That's my one of my yes. favorite movies, Leap Year. Leap Year, I have not seen. Oh, it's so good. I haven't seen it. Do you know what? That's My a, knowledge that's of Amy Adams <laughs> is basically just um, is it Enchanted. Yeah, yeah. That, that one. That's she is the far one from Enchanted here. She, she is. is. She and is. And then I get her balled up with Ilsa Fisher <laughs> all the time. I her, always her get her confused with Ilsa Fisher. <gasps> How dare! <laughs> 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 On this program, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I think not. Well, that's okay though. Wait. We you still we can still love Amy Adams. We can still love Amy yeah. Adams. We can still stand. We can stand both. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, I wanted to ask you, Sarah, who are you playing in the Tempest? Who am I playing in the Tempest? I am playing Trinculo, which um, is in sort of the original context of the play. Trinculo yeah. would have been considered to be the jester to right. the in the original text king. Yeah, um, but because it's no longer the 1600s, we don't have to. F- do those things yeah. anymore and so matt hamilton snow who is our wonderful talented amazing director um 
he has gender flipped several of the roles. Yes, and which I also would, want to ask you about. Mine would be one of them. Yeah. And the king of Naples is no longer the king of Naples. It's the queen of Naples. Awesome. And our Prospero is no longer a male yes. wizard. It's Prospera, the, yes. du- the former duchess of Milan. Um, and there's a couple other little gender flips here and there, too. And yes, and Trinculo, my character, traditionally would be played by a male. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, obviously, I am not a male. Uh, and... It's uh, it's been interesting for sure because we were trying to figure out like how do you take this kind of court jester and make it modern. Yeah. So we've kind of taken this you know stand up comedian Amy Schumer kind of spin on it. Awesome. Um. So that's this kind of where we're coming from with that. But yeah, it's been really really fun and the the visual effects in this play. I mean. We've done some great, great visual effects in some other shows. Mm-hmm. And usually with the Shakespeare's, we try to keep it pretty low key because they're small yeah. budget. They're, you know, we try to keep them light and fun. Yeah. But this, the, the f- effects that we're doing in this one, the sound effects, the visual effects, the magic that happens on the stage is just mind blowing. It's, um, it's, yeah. We've got a couple of videos that we posted up on the Loyal City Shakespeare page on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And I post a couple to my own personal Instagram account too that you know just kind of sneak peeks of the music yeah. and all that kind of stuff and it's just gorgeous That's absolutely awesome. gorgeous okay everybody once you're done looking up Jonathan Van Ness's reaction <laughs> yes go to Instagram go to Facebook you seek these videos out yes mm-hmm. yes it's really cool stuff um, I'm really I have my tickets for Friday Woo-hoo. I will be there Woo-hoo. I'm really interested like I, I have read The Tempest mm-hmm. um, and I'm really interested to see the way the dynamic changes between having a Prospero and the daughter, whose name I forget now. Miranda. Miranda. I'm interested to see how it will change becoming a mother-daughter dynamic. Yeah. Um, because that that is really interesting. Yeah. Have you, have either of you seen Julie Taymor's 2010 movie? Oh, yes. Movie? Oh, yes. I have not. What are your thoughts on that movie? Because um, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I think bits and pieces are nice. I always appreciate Julie Ch- Taymor for her kind of visual spectacles yes. that she creates. She yes. creates this beautiful, dynamic environment for her performers to work in. She did the same thing with The Lion King on Broadway and sad but true, she did a good job with the set design on um, Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. Mm-hmm. Everything else is garbage. But, um, yeah, it's I, I appreciate the visuals of that version of The Tempest and I appreciate the performances of Helen Mirren and I appreciate the performances of um, oh my goodness, the uh, Oh my gosh, I'm the worst kind of person. That's the people okay. that played Trinculo and Stefano. Oh, um, well, Russell Alfred Brand's Molina. One of them. Alfred Molina was Stefano and Russell Brand was Trinculo. Yes. I do appreciate their kind of spins on it because I would never have pictured Russell Brand as a Shakespearean actor, but he does yeah. a good job. He keeps up with it. And Alfred Molina is Alfred Molina. You can't go wrong with him. Um, and it's been so long since I've seen that movie, so. But yeah, it, it is interesting to see the different dynamics because she did the same thing. Helen Mirren was Prospera. So, and it's a yeah. fairly common yeah. thing. Uh, Sh- uh, Stratford Festival in Stratford, Ontario that has a huge, huge Shakespeare festival, like yeah. multi-million dollar productions. They're also doing The Tempest right now. And they've also chosen to have a female Prospero, which is cool. So it, it is kind of a trend right now. And yeah. it is, mm-hmm. I think, it does make a deeper storyline too because it matters mm-hmm. more to have this mother and daughter shipwreck together and there's you know you've got the the queen instead of the king yeah and it becomes more so of a dynamic and a commentary on not just you know a woman who has chosen to um 
make her intelligence more important than the politics of the day mm-hmm. and what happens in that situation because that's exactly what happens to prospera yeah she chooses her books she chooses to learn and trusts the state right. the running of the state to her brother and it doesn't yeah. work mm-hmm. so. it simply doesn't work no, she gets banished to an island with a bunch of crazy creatures. <laughs> I, I love The Tempest, the play. Yeah. I think that it's awesome, but I, I haven't seen a good film adaptation of The Tempest. Because there was one from the 80s, too, that was just... Oh. <laughs> I don't think I've seen that it was one. tough. But you'll have to come see ours. Cause it's I would love adaptation. to. I would fabulous. love to see it. It sounds amazing. It's so good. And I saw um, Matt Hamilton Snow directed The Boys in the Band last year. Yeah, Which is amazing. Which was such a good show. Fantastic. Yeah. So I think that this will be... Yeah, great production. It will be. It and really I'm will be. So excited. There's like puppets and things <gasps> involved, and just oh, I mean, are are you familiar with uh, Miyazaki's work? Like, Somewhat. Like uh, Spirited Away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So th- that kind of atmosphere. <gasps> think Spirited Away. Think, um, yeah, think Miyazaki. Okay, so I already had plans for Friday night when Rachel invited me to the Tempest. I might need to cancel those because I need to go. <laughs> yes, you do. Come. I need to go and see the Tempest. Yeah. And I know where you can buy tickets. Tell me where. You can buy them at the St. John Theatre Company. <gasps> wow. Our box office on 112 Princess Street. Or you can buy them online, which is yeah, online. Ticket Pro. <laughs> Ticket Pro. We're big fans of Ticket Pro. We here. are. We stand. They're not a yep. sponsor, but they could be. Yes. <laughs> so give us money. If you are ill at home, you may still buy your tickets. It's true. Can we ask for advertisements over public radio? I don't think so, but I'm going to. Do Ticket Pro, sponsor us. Please. Freedom on the radio. Exactly. That's what this is all about. <laughs> Liam, have you already said what you're watching slash reading slash? I'm I'm also on to? Team Sharp Objects right now. Yes. Yeah, I re- I'm really into that show. Uh, do you know what I've also started actually watching is season two of Glow on Netflix. How oh, that's it? the wrestling lady. Yeah, that's the wrestling lady. I want to watch it so bad. <laughs> it's uh, the second season. I'm only two episodes in, but it's very good. Keeps awesome. uh, keeps up with what it's been oh, doing. Right. And, yeah, have you watched? Uh, no, I haven't watched any of it, but I keep seeing it advertised because, as you can tell by this point, I watch a lot on Netflix. Um, yeah. <laughs> it keeps getting advertised to me as something to watch, and I just have never gotten around to actually watching it. Speaking of things on Netflix. Have you have you watched um, Hannah Gatsby's Nanette? No. Oh. Okay. Never mind. Then. Okay. Do I, have to? I finished. Yes. You yes. Do. You do. You, okay. I, I finished a, it yesterday. Yeah. And I like we talked about this already because you watched it in one sitting, and I really think that I should have because that's the point of it. Mm-hmm. But I could only watch like ten minutes at a time because it was really too real uh, for me. But it changed my whole life. So what Nanette is is it's a comedy show. Mm-hmm. It's a sta- it's an hour of stand up comedy, or at least that's the illusion. until eventually it becomes a deconstruction of the form and of um, the way that we treat each other in society I don't want to say too much because like part of it is like the sneak attack surprise of it so but yeah I was crying it's fantastic it's I don't know if I can handle it I cry every single episode of Queer Eye (laughs) (laughs) this was this like was life changing it was life changing it was life changing for me too and I again like I should have watched it all in at once even though it was a lot like and I did have to turn it off but like I don't feel like I lost the plot because of that highly recommend yeah it's mandatory actually I more than highly recommend it's mandatory it's viewing mandatory everybody viewing. needs to watch it yeah for real yeah so um any, anyone have anything else they wish to discuss today um I don't we haven't been on the show forever because I, I just got back true. from Ontario it's true um Ooh. which was really great by the way <laughs> whereabouts in Ontario I w- I'm moving to Kingston Ontario at the end of August so, oh. which is why I can't volunteer for I Fringe. Have I have friends there. Do you really? I do because, um, well, Fringe is not just 
exclusive no, to no, St. John yeah. by any stretch of the imagination. It's like a worldwide yeah. thing. There's like 200 fringe festivals in the whole world. Yeah. But Kingston actually has a lovely fringe ah. called Storefront Fringe cool. uh, run by the wonderful Mariah Horner. Mariah, if you're listening, you're amazing and I love you. <gasps> um, and they do a really neat thing. With th- I mean, it's right in the title of the Storefront Fringe. Yeah. Uh, Kingston has a lot of empty storefronts. Yeah. Hmm, sounds like a place I know. <laughs> and so... What they've chosen to do, though, is they take over these empty storefronts and they convert them all into theaters for about a week oh, and a half. Wow. And they stage all these shows inside these empty storefronts. It's absolutely fantastic. That's very cool. That's awesome. Yeah. That's very cool. And you've got the Hamilton Fringe, you've got Toronto Fringe, you've got the Ottawa Fringe, you've got uh, Sault Ste. Marie has a fringe, North Bay has a fringe. I feel like I'm forgetting somebody. Windsor Walkerville has a fringe. I feel like I'm forgetting somebody else. If I'm forgetting, if you're if you're a festival director in Ontario and you're listening, if I've forgotten you, I apologize. You know I love you. <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah, so I was in Kingston, Ontario for four days and it was the best uh, toward Kingston Penitentiary, which I had a great time at. And we went and saw Jurassic World, which is not exclusive to Kingston at all, but <laughs> we did it. Um and I also, I don't feel like I mentioned this, but I read it weeks ago, and it's pretty topical to St. John. I read Bodies in the Backyard oh. uh, a couple of weeks ago, and it was, it's by um, Brian O'Neill, I think his name is. Oh. And it's about Noel Winters and, like, the the crimes and all of that stuff. Google it. Um, <laughs> and it was, it was hysterically bad, but at the same time, I'm happy to say that I read it, I guess. That's beautiful. I'm going to cut you off, though, because we need to go to our favorite segment. Is it already time? It's already time. It's wow. 156. <gasps> we have four it minutes. It goes fast. We have four minutes, and we have three hottest sticks to do. Let's, okay. do, let's okay. go. All right. Okay. All right. I can go. All right. Whatever you want. Start. All right. So our hottest take. Wait, I should probably explain okay. the same. Okay. <laughs> we just get a minute. Passionate about culture. You get it. You've heard it before. Let's go. Okay. Okay. Start. Okay. So this hottest take is brought to you by the three little pigs. What I don't understand the three little pigs. What's the point of your story? You have three pigs. One of them, uh, I guess that two of them are lazy. I guess that's the whole. That's the whole point. First of all, the first little pig is stupid. Like who builds a house out of hay? Does anyone know anyone who builds a house out of hay? No one does. He has no point of reference. He's just going off doing his own little thing. Like obviously hay is not going to work. You idiot. Okay. <laughs> Second pig d- builds his house out of wood. Sticks. Sticks. Even worse. <laughs> Who builds houses out of sticks? No one. You're canceled, second pig. Eeyore. Eeyore has no... She's got a point. Eeyore did make his little home out of sticks, but then it fell apart and they had to build him a new home. Guess what? There was no wolf in Eeyore, though. (laughs) When you're being threatened by wolves, you should build a house out of bricks. The third little pig is so smart, but the first two are freaking idiots because... Who does this? Who? What? Uh, what's the moral of the story of the three little pigs? I don't know. You need Avoid that copy wolves. of the book, the the true story, of the three little pigs, the one where it's from the wolf's perspective. But I don't care about the wolf's perspective. <laughs> it's hilarious, though. Okay. I he was going out to I get mean, a I cup of sugar for, to be... make a cake for his dear old nanny, and he went to the first pig and was like, "Yeah, this guy is stupid. He built a house out of straw." And he was a jerk to him. He's like, "No, I'm not going to lend you sugar, you jerk." And he's like, "Oh man, that's sad. I just want to make a, cu- a cake for my nice old nanny." Goes to the next house, and he was a jerk too. Goes to the third house, and that guy is a real jerk. He said, "Your nanny can sit on a pin." <gasps> and so he got really mad and started like banging on the door and huffing and puffing. <gasps> and that's when the cops came and took the wolf away because it looked like he was creating a scene. 
Wow. If I wanted a wolf story, I'd read The Boy Who Cried Wolf. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> we have our wolf narratives filled. We don't need another that one. That was a show in the fringe a few years ago. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. Boy, All right. Anyway, I'm done. I'm recovering. All right, Sarah, it's your turn. Just what? in case we don't have time. Oh, okay. What do I want to rant one. about? It's your time. Oh, your gosh. Time. <laughs> I want to rant about... Um, what is going on with St. John and all of the like stealing that's happening? I'm really mad about that right now. So like Rogue Coffee had their sign stolen and I don't even think that whole thing got rectified because they had to go all the way out to the Bayside Drive just to get their frame back. They didn't even get their sign back. So they're out money, like big money, $250. And then I find out from somebody else like yesterday that uh, Pam Wheaton, who runs Harper Boutique, had a dress stolen from her shop. And I was mad. Ooh. I'm very mad about all this. I'm mad about all this stealing and shooting and stabbing that seems to be happening in St. John. I'm like, what is going on with the city? Why is it falling apart? What is apart? going on with and the city? Exactly. No, seriously, because we have all these wonderful things going on. We've mm-hmm. got the French. We've got Third Shift. We've got Pride happening soon. We've got Area 506 happening soon. We've got Quality Block coming up. We've got all these positive things happening. Why is everything else kind of just falling apart? What is happening to our city? And I don't know if there's any way that we can do anything about it. Is there anything that we should be doing to reach out and support better? I don't know what it is or what has gotten into people's heads that think that this is the answer is to steal. What is it? Well, we'll all have to think about that. But Rachel, it's your turn. Oh, it's my turn. Okay. You gotta go. (laughs) Okay. This hottest take is brought to you by my dentist. (laughs) Why did you give me way too much Novocaine yesterday? Why did you make, make it so that I could not talk to the lady who rang me up for gas? Why did you make me so afraid to be stopped by the police because they would think I was drunk? Why did you, why did you make my face drag so much that my nostril was like moved to one side? Why did it not wear off until 4 p.m. when I went in at 8? Why did you do this to me, dentist? Okay, it hasn't been a minute, but I need to cut you off. <laughs> but wow, I could see where that yeah, was going, was and it was fabulous. It was awful. That's all, all right. I need. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening to the hot take.